welcome back to another episode of Betting with Babies. It's week two, and it's overreaction week. This is the week where money will be made. Prepare for the public to overreact based on what they saw in week one. And it was a hell of a week one. We had backdoor covers, front door covers. We saw our favorite teams win. We saw our favorite teams lose. And we've got a lot planned for week two. We've got our touchdown scores, our pod picks, and much, much more. But before we get into that, let's introduce the team that helps you balance your babies and bets, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How we doing, gentlemen? What's up, boys? Uh, two great things. Dolphins beat the Patriots. Nothing in this world makes me happier. Never seen a Dolphins Super Bowl. But Dolphins beating the Patriots make me the happiest in the world. Luke and I are going to watch the Dolphins and the Ravens this week, and I'm really excited about that. He's three years old, and I'm thinking maybe he can even sit down for a few plays and like watch what's going on. How do you boys feel about that? I, I told you that the Dolphins were the best bet of the bet in week one, and you, your, your, your anxiety around the Patriots talked me yeah. out of it. Yep, absolutely. But that was absolutely the best bet of week one. They looked it, great. You should it, be fired up. Yeah, they looked okay. They, looked, they had a defensive touchdown. The offense didn't look that good. They, they ran the ball like 23 times for 60-something yards. So there's a lot of improvement. But the key is we beat the Cheaters. We beat the Patriots. And uh, Maddie, how you doing? I'm doing good. Well, my season ended already. I mean, Dak's out for like four to six games. So we're in draft pick mode. You know, might as well get the full surgery. He wasn't getting a pin in so he can come back after six weeks. Just get the pin. We need I you heard, next season. I read that Jerry Jones isn't even putting him on IR. He's a senior old man. That guy's like, nope, you're not even, you don't even get four weeks. I'll give you three, but get back out there. Jerry was live tweeting. He's like, Dax, Dax's going to need some time. He's, he broke his hand. This is not looking good. Like Jerry Jones. <laughs> wait, does Jerry Jones tweet? No, no, he's not. Tweeting. Oh. Oh. But he, he's always in front of a microphone before the game's even over. Like, I'm sure the coach doesn't love the fact that he's just like, yeah, let me tell you everything about what happened today. Yeah. So that's not good. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. It's, uh, my season's over and, uh, my pod pick lost in week one. Ah, yeah. I stand by that pick. I stand by that pick. Pod pick did lose in week one. We will talk more about pod picks for sure. Me as a Jets fan, uh, not a great week. Uh, saw kind of what you'd expect to see out of Joe Flacco. Could not move the offense. There were some some sparks. There were some sparks from the young talent. I really what? liked what Garrett what? Wilson did. Garrett Wilson came in, eight catches. But, you know, I'm actually most proud of the preparation that I did in the offseason to get my kids napping around 1 o'clock. I had all kids down around 12.45, sat in front of the couch, two TVs going, Watch the countdown for week one. I was very proud of the preparation. So just a stat correction. It's eight targets, four receptions for Garrett Wilson and 50 yards. I don't want you to get excited that Garrett Wilson's catching eight balls in a week. Yeah, keep me honest. Keep me honest right. with the Jets. I will, you know, inflate the stats. Absolutely. But You've been there was, to do that. Yep. Can I ask one question? I just have one question. What's the downside of playing Mike White? Why aren't? Why isn't Mike White playing right now? All right, I'll give you... Here's what's going on. So Flacco is is probably a really good backup quarterback. And he, and you want him engaged in teaching Zach Wilson how to run an offense and how to be a leader in the NFL. If you put in Mike White over Joe Flacco and embarrass him 
as a veteran, you're going to lose that engagement and that mentorship, and it's going to hurt Zach Wilson in the long run. That's my take. Spinning or Mike White's just not good. Or no, Mike White is a Hall of Famer if we put thank, him on the field. Thank you. Or the Jets are so dumb that they're like, we really don't want this guy to be good, so let's not even play him. We're not so, going to go bench Joe Flacco at the end of his career after what I've heard from what he's doing to Zach Wilson, like literally putting him under his wing. We're not going to go ahead and bench the guy for a week. Like we're going to go win a Super Bowl this year. Like, let him play it out and then be the mentor we need you to be. Just Moving quick on. question. I, I'm just going to need a factual stat correction here. How much did you spend on a graded Mike White card in the year 2021? Too much. I'm going to need a number. I, I mean, need... I, like, from, you, so you from so Mike into the White's, hype. yeah, it was like 500, over $500 on Mike White card. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, that card is worth every minute, though, because you will never forget that moment because of that it's $500 the, oh, card. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the only national treasure card I have. I got a national treasure Mike White autograph. He, he puts up a, I mean, a perfect QB rating against the team that goes to the Super Bowl. I went a little crazy. You should have told me to, to sleep on it. I, we did. All right, we're getting down a rabbit hole here. Let's move on. Let's do a recap of week one before we get into week two, starting with our touchdown scores. Uh, week one is tough. We talked about the fact that we don't have as much data, uh, so we don't have insight into utilization. We've got more of that for this week, so we're looking forward to getting into that. We went three and six with our TD scores, came in at 50%. Um, probably lost a little bit of money if you bet everyone as a single bet, just given the odds. So we're going to do better this week. We put some extra time in. We're excited to rank our top six TD scores for the week. We gave out three free plays for NFL Thursday night with the Bills. They covered. We gave out the Giants plus five and a half. They covered. And then the Bucks on Sunday night at two and a half. So the clean sweep for lock of the day for the NFL. And then our pod picks our yearly competition where we go head-to-head against each other with a big prize on the line. We went 0-3 as a pod, so we've got work to do there. Um, But the NFL punched us right in the mouth. Uh, We were very excited. I think we probably overthought a lot of things, and we find ourselves 0-3 heading into Week (laughs) 2. Let's get right into week two with our pod picks. This is where we give you our favorite bets of the week, taking a couple of the top games off the board for our VIP players. But let's throw it to Mr. No Days Off, who's got the first pick for week two. Also, a little bit of motivation uh, for for our followers. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. So we're going to get back on the horse. We're going to do a great job this week. Nailed it. (laughs) For the win. I'm so inspired right now. <laughs> All right. We're going to. <laughs> Bengals at the Cowboys. Bengals are minus seven and a half. And I just got two words for you. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush cannot put up 30 some points against the Bengals. And you're going to need to. If you guys saw Joe Burrow, he needed the first half to warm up. You guys saw him in the second half. He was on fire. He's a stud. He's going to continue being a stud. And they're going to win by 10. It's a weak definition of fire. But I will bring the stats to you here on this one. So we have 63% of the cash and 86% of the tickets are on the Bengals. The Cowboys looked absolutely lost last week against the Bucks, And that was with Dak Prescott at the helm. 
Cooper Rush brings a 56.6 PFF grade with him into this game, which is a surprising three points better than Joe Burrow, who had a 53.7 PFF grade last week, where he threw a turnover-worthy play on almost 6% of his dropbacks. It should be noted that Burrow did have a 91.8 PFF grade last season, and a regression to the mean is likely this week. Surprisingly, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd all come into this meeting with average ratings when projecting their matchup against the Cowboys secondary, which for some reason is graded way better than it looked last Sunday. With all that in mind, I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to follow you, Teddy. Wait, and real quick, Cooper Rush grading out the same as Joe Burrow. I just want to poke a quick hole in that. He, what has he played in two games? Graded out well, better. Well, listen, you asked if Cooper Rush could put up 30 points in a game. I don't think he can, but Cooper Rush can go out and win a football game. And he proved it last year. He went up against Minnesota after Dak went down. First start, beats the Vikings on the road. Took a lot of money away from people. So be careful with Cooper Rush. What's the spread? Seven and a half. Oh, I love a backup quarterback. I love a good backup QB. Backdoor cover? No, yeah, I like, like this bet. I mean, the Cowboys looked bad. Bad. I mean, yeah. Well, defense looked good. Yeah. Good like, Chase. they were on the field a lot. There was no drives. There was no break. But, like, they did. Yeah, they only they, gave up one touchdown. They held. They did hold the Bucks to, what, four field goals? They gave up that Mike Evans touchdown, that one-handed catch. We put him on our TV score list. That's why we do it. They're going to give him the ball. He'll find a way to score. Um, all right, so Teddy's on the Bengals, minus seven and a half on the road in Dallas. Lock that in, and let's pass it over to you, Maddie Stats, for your week two pick. All right, so I am taking the Patriots versus the Steelers, Patriots minus two. So in this one, we've got 59% of the cash, but only 34% of the tickets on the Patriots. I know you like that, Amato. PFF has the Patriots with a 52% cover probability. We've seen a slight line movement in this one with it opening at a minus one and a half and moving to minus two based on uh, the Najee and Watt news this week. He's playing. Who's playing? Najee. I, I talked to him yesterday. He's playing. What was the line from Mike Tomlin? It's good to... Think like that when you're young or something along that line. He like basically like quashed that when he said he was going to play. He's not playing. Come He's on. playing. I'll, I'll put some money on that. You want to put a 20 on that? Yes. Deal. Lock it in. All right. Getting back to this. Both QBs put absolute, put up absolutely awful performances last week with Mac Jones getting a 66.2 PFF grade, but Trubisky wasn't far behind him with a 62 grade. I didn't get a chance to watch the Patriot game, but I did watch the entire Bengals-Steelers game, and the Steelers barely were able to squeak by the Bengals with Joe Burrow playing his worst career game with four picks and a fumble. There's very little chance they're going to see that level of turnovers coming out of the Patriots, who are going to put some guardrails around Mac Jones after week one. So I'm taking the Pats to cover minus two. Okay, a couple of things. Okay, it's interesting that you watched the Bengals-Steeler game, and now you're picking the Patriots. Now, I watched the Patriots. I, I would love to give all the credit to the Dolphins here, but the Patriots' offense looked really bad. I mean, really bad. And so, I, I think in Pittsburgh, 
even with no TJ Watt, I think Pittsburgh is going to take this. I, all offseason, it's been the Patriots' offensive line is a mess. Their offense doesn't look good. They have Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator, running their offense. They have Joe Judge. What is he, a special teams coordinator, running their offense? No, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying any of it. Amato, what do you think? I, I agree. I mean, I... I, I give a little more credit to the Steelers than Matt gave with the turnovers. I think it was less about Joe Burrow. I think it was more about the Steelers. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick made some great plays. They've got good pass rushers, and they're just a disciplined team. That's what you get from Pittsburgh. They're gonna they're a good defense and they're disciplined. I just I also watched. I mean, I watched both games. The Patriots' offense terrible, terrible, and I don't even know who the, who they have running down the field um, as receivers. Oh, they have Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, They're everybody you find on the waiver wire, like <laughs> waiver wire receivers. I don't like it. I'm going to fade you on this one, Matt, although you're not asking me. But uh, we'll lock it in for Matt's official pick. Patriots minus two on the road against Pittsburgh. So I'm going with the Colts. Going back to Jacksonville, where they ended their season last year, ended what could have been a, a Super Bowl run in in many, some, some people's minds, couldn't get in the playoffs because the Jaguars absolutely lit them up on the final week of the season. This is a revenge game, and we love a good revenge game on the podcast. The Colts are the reason that I am out of two of my three Survivor Leagues because they can't win. They can tie the Texans, but that's no reason to fade the Colts this week. Minus four. I'm not going to overreact. We're going to take the Colts, and you should back this team with confidence. This is my best bet of the week. Colts minus four. What do you think? So in this one, we have 15% of the cash and 49% of the tickets on the Colts. Let me that's say that again. Good. Let me say it another way. 85% of the cash and 51% of the tickets are on the Jags, which does not seem like a system play. Not good. Not good system play. From a line movement perspective, this one opened up at four and hasn't moved at all. PFF gave Matt Ryan a brutal review of his week one performance with a 58.9 grade. Should be noted that he was tagged with a turnover worthy play on 7.14% of his dropbacks. The secondaries are favored in this one with five out of six receivers. This is crossing both teams in this game. All had below average matchup rankings against the secondary. If you'd like to know who the one who had an average matchup is, that would be Marvin Jones, not a TD score. It should be noted that Indy's O-line has an 18% advantage against the Jags D-line against the run, while the Jags O-line will be at a minus 24% disadvantage against the run this week. So with all that in mind, I'm going to fade you. So this, I'm not surprised that you're going to fade me here. That's why we call you Maddie Stats, because you follow the stats, as you should, and a lot of times it, it, it works in your favor. But this is why we call week two overreaction week. What you're seeing in that money right there is the public is overreacting that the Colts tied the Texans. And what's going to happen is Sunday, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, the Sharps are going to come in and they're going to put some big bets on the Colts. You're going to see this line move. That's my prediction. Obviously, I'm biased. I'm going to go Colts minus four. I feel good about this. This is going to be All my right. lock of the week had you not right. already taken it. Well, my pod pick of the week. 
pod pick it up. Lock it I was in. Going Jags. We'll have to. We'll you know. We'll have to post what the money looks like Sunday morning. Is that fair? Let's just see how much it's moved from now until Sunday. All right, I'll give you that. Either way, I'm locking in the Colts. I'm not going to back. I'm going to live and die by the Colts. I said this last week. They are my AFC champs. It's my future bet. Yeah. Teddy, you've got something to say. Weren't they your future bet last year? Yeah. I'm not not backing down. You're not backing. You're doubling down. You're doubling down. (laughs) Doubling down. Yeah. Get Matt Ryan. Wentz out. Matt Ryan. Think about what I would sound like if I liked him with Wentz. Yeah. I have to like him with Matt Ryan. They're going to win it all. It's fine. At the end of the season, we'll fire up the DeLorean. We'll go back in time, and you could fix this bet. <laughs> Stop yourself. All right. Well, I could be starting 0-2. Um, I have a feeling one of us will start 0-2. We'll see which one. It's a, a, a much colder start than we had last season, but it's week one. Only week one. There's a lot of games left. So let's lock in. Teddy's got the Bengals' official pick at 7.5. Matty Stats got the Patriots at minus 2. I'm taking the Colts at minus four, and we're looking to rebound after a tough week one. All right, let's head over to our touchdown scores. This is where we give you our top six touchdown scores of the week. We'll rank them. We've got insights from week one, and we've got our thoughts on what we saw based on the week one matchups as well. So I'm going to pass it over to Mr. No Days Off, who's going to start us with our number one touchdown score for this week. Who do we got? We talked about him last week. We said it, you know, we wanted to give him the opportunity to earn his way onto our TD scorer list. CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Maddie, give me some stats on him. All right. So he played 83% of the snaps. He got a 23% target share on pass plays, and he got 100% of the inside the five work. What welcome back to welcome back. Welcome Love. back. And what a way to come back. We're not even just putting you in. We're putting you at the top. You look right. great. Stay healthy. CMC for MVP through week 10. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's how it goes for running backs. I mean, give me, give, it's not fair, but running back on when's the last time a running back has ever won an MVP? Oh, I got Derek Henry was well on his way. They're always well on their way and they should be. Because the stats are incredible, but it ends up going to a quarterback just about every time. Yep. Here we go. We got Rodgers, Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Brady, Matt Ryan won it in 2016. Wow. He's back. Rodgers won back-to-back. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton, Adrian Peterson, 2012. (sighs) That was an incredible year. I think he broke a couple records that year. So I think that's what it takes. Um, But lock in CMC for our number one touchdown score in week two. Maybe even a future bet on MVP. It seems like the year, it might be time. All right, we're not going to give that out. All right, no future bet on CMC. I'm getting the no. All right, let's move to number two touchdown score on Matty Stats. Who do we got? All right, so Devontae Adams. So Adams had an absolute monster week last week. He got an unheard of 45% target share. And he's playing a Cardinal secondary that got absolutely torched by much lesser receivers last week. So I love Devontae Adams this week. Lock him in. They they were trying to get him the ball. Like one of the things, they when they prepared for this game, it was simple. It was like, we want to get Devontae Adams a touchdown. Yep. And then we'd like to win a game. 
Mm-hmm. Like that, that was the order of, of priority for the Raiders this week. That's what it looked like with their offense. I, how many times did he throw the ball in the double coverage? It, like, I remember there, there was a throw in the end zone that might have been triple coverage. Like, what and he, was take, he was taking sacks because he was waiting for Adams to get open. Like there was definitely like a little bit of urgency to get him the ball. And I'm not saying that that's like because Adams is a diva by any means. He's that good. But that's what it looked like, which is why we love him in the number two spot because they want to get him the ball as much as possible. Yep. Love it. Lock him in at number two. I'll take number three. Uh, we were going to the Giants game. We're taking Saquon Barkley, a healthy Saquon Barkley, coming off a big week. Maddie, what do the stats say? All right. So Barkley looked to be in full swing here where he operated as the every down back in New York this year, getting 82% of the snaps, 37% of the target share, in addition to getting 100% of the inside the five work. Love Barkley. Yeah, that's that's some excellent work. That's some CMC numbers right there. He's can't ask for any, Yeah, you can't ask for anything else than over 80% of the snaps and 100% inside the five. Yeah, and I know, Teddy, you had a parlay going last week where you sent in the group chat. You had the Titans on the last leg, right? It was a, was a three-teamer. Three Titans on the last leg, minus five and a half. Yeah. And the text that was left unread for all of Sunday was Maddie Stats coming in saying, but the lock of the day is the Giants plus five and a half. <laughs> Tell me, tell me, did, did we cash out of that parlay? How did that end up? We cashed. We cashed. I couldn't you go cashed against, out. I cashed out. We couldn't go against betting with babies. Oh, I was man. Mad. I was mad. But you know what? I was like, I got to go lockstep with betting with babies. We talked about the Giants. That was, that was one of those. You guys ever, you guys ever do one of those early week parlays where you're like you're looking at the board and you're just like let me see i like that game i like that and all of a sudden before you know it, you, you, you hit you know send on a parlay right on, on a wednesday or something mm-hmm. that was one of those you know i gotta commend you for cashing out because when you look at that game it's like no like you're crazy why are the giants the lock they're gonna get absolutely blown out matt said it last week their roster is terrible yep but and they, and they started terrible after the first quarter i was feeling bad because i was like damn like he might have cashed that parlay out, and I posted this to all of our followers. But then I realized that the Giants were locked. But but after that Daniel Jones interception in the end zone, I was like, oh man, that interception. Yeah, was so, so bad. Saquon so looked bad. good, and they didn't even come. They won outright. The Giants yeah. are one and zero. They're on top of the NFC East. Wait, so. I don't... <laughs> isn't there a stat the last time that the Giants? No, I don't have it. I want to say it was like six or seven years ago. This is the, it, was the yeah. last time the Giants had a winning record. Yep. Oof. Yep. Shout All out right, Long well, if you're listening. Shout out who? Long. <laughs> All right. Lock in Saquon Barkley at number three. Mr. No Days Off. Who we got? Number four. We got Joe Mixon. He got a lot of work. Thirty. He got over 30 touches last week. Now, you know. Uh, to me, 30 touches is maybe a little bit too much. That's, that seems like a recipe for disaster long-term. But listen, in the short term, you want to give Mixon 30 touches? He's going to score. He's going to get in the end zone more times than he's not. He, he did seem a little overutilized towards the end. He came out limping a couple times, but they clearly want to get him the ball. I mean, Maddie, what do the stats say? Well, before you go, doesn't it look like he's 
hurt every time he gets up? You know, it could be like a Cristiano Ronaldo thing. It's like you kind of like put on a show. It's like better if you come up limping every time. I feel like every time he gets up, he's doing a little limp, a little up slowly. And listen, I'm not getting hit as a running back, so I don't know. But other running backs get up a little bit quicker than him. They do. But that O-line is terrible, and he has taken some hits. (laughs) I mean, for him to get a couple yards is tough, but it speaks to how good Joe Mixon is. And we like him in this matchup. I mean, Matty Stats, back us up here. All right, so the Bengals O-line has a 19% advantage against the Cowboys D-line. He's got 100% of the inside the five work. And the Bengals are just going to run it up against the Cowboys. There'll be a lot of running second half of this game. Lock it in. Joe Mixon at number four. Number five, who do we got? We got Dalvin Cook against the Eagles. Now, this is a Monday nighter, but we love him so much. We're putting him on here. Maddie, why do we love him so much? All right, so his O-line has a 30% advantage against the run. They played 70, he played in 77% of the snaps, got 71% of the short down and distance work, and played 89% of the two-minute drills. The Vikings had zero carries inside the five this week, but my guess is he would have gotten 100% of them. And that's why I love Dalvin Cook this week. Yeah, if anybody watched the Eagles-Lions game, Swift um, averaged over 10 yards a carry, was running all over the Eagles' defense, and I don't know if that's more Lions O-line or Eagles' really bad rush defense. Maybe we'll find out this week with Dalvin Cook. What do you think, Amada? I mean, I like Dalvin Cook. I really do. Um, I'm hoping that with our parlay, he's we're still alive, so we get to sweat it out on a Monday night football game. That would be fun. Um, but Swift, I mean, Swift looked great too. I watched that game. He was they couldn't tackle him. If he didn't miss some practice this week and is a little bit questionable for the weekend, he'd be in this parlay. But great pick, Matt at number five. Dalvin Cook will lock him in. Uh, and I'll, I'll close out the number six play. Um, probably not a surprise. He's a regular uh, in our top six. We're going to go with Jonathan Taylor with the Colts going up against the Jaguars. What do you guys think? I'm not even going to give you any stats. Yeah. His name's Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Stud. I mean, he, he was great again in a losing, well, a tie. When you tie the Texans, you lost. Like That's a loss. Yeah. Uh, Which is different when you push a bet. It's not a loss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope he looks at the lines. Because, like, I don't think he's going in there trying to, like, win games. Be like, we're going to, we're going to, like, go to the playoffs this year. But he's like, I'm going to fucking kill everyone's bet against us this year. It, oh, it's it's 10? 10? Yeah. I'm taking receipts, as, Sal, as as Robert Sala would say to the Jets fans. I'm taking receipts. What's up with that? Yeah. He... I got a bone to pick with that comment. He's taking Ooh. receipts. Is that, that taking directed... res... Go ahead. What were you... Who was it directed at? I thought it was directed at the media. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I. So I like. Who do you I think hope... it was directed at? The fans. It seemed like some of the fans that were like booing Joe Flacco at the end of the game and like chanting for Mike White to come in. It, the way the context was, it seemed like it was. I'm sure if you asked him that, he would completely, you know, avoid going into that. But. Listen, man, when you were coaching the Niners, I was a Jets fan. I was rooting for my team to win, right? But when you were coaching whatever team before the Niners, I was I was rooting for the Jets. All right, so when I tell you that you need to fucking get Joe Flacco off the field, 
That's because I care. That's because I care. All right. And the Jet fans can't do this any longer, all right? I mean, Jesus. Oh, man. All right. So let's wrap it up for our TV scores. Give a quick recap. We've got our top six going into week two, starting with number one. Christian McCaffrey, number two, Devontae Adams, number three, Saquon Barkley, four is Joe Mixon, five, Dalvin Cook, and six, Jonathan Taylor. That's our TD scores for this week. Tune into the podcast. We will drop this link on the page. If you're listening, you already know that. That's how you got here. Uh, But hope you like the TD scores this week. We're looking to go six for six. All right, guys, let's try a little new segment. All right, it's called interesting, our interesting stats segment. And we're just going to go, and I want to read you some interesting stats that we found around the league. Just, just some fun stats. First one, the Lions are favored for the first time since November of 2020. That is a long, long, that's almost two years without being favored. Do we get to comment on these stats? You do whatever the hell you want. All right, my first my first thought when you said that stat was they were probably playing the Jets. All right, no, who are the Jets playing? No, what you said the last time that they were favorites. Oh, what oh, I was saying is that was probably a Jets game. That's my, I'll give you my first reaction when you read yeah. these stats. Out. Okay, I don't like this one, but I'm going to read it anyway because it's followed up by an even better one. Tom Brady has 58 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the red zone. I don't know how long that stretches. I don't like to believe that stat. Maddie, can you confirm that stat? I saw it on the screen. It's actually the whole reason I started the interesting stats because I was like, yeah. I, we got to talk about that. Yeah. You know, it's more cheating, but it, yeah, he's he's pretty good. What is it? 51? 58, 58 touchdowns and zero, zero picks in the red zone. I, I kind of believe that too. Yeah, you over know, what period of time? Probably like three years, knowing him. That right? is like incredible. Uh, uh, but also, here, just gonna... one other yeah. thing to add in there: the game, the Lions were actually not favored against the Jets. It was the Panthers, and All the right. Lions went on to lose twenty to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't bet on the Lions. Yeah, I you know I saw that stat, and I immediately looked up who the Lions are playing this week. Because they don't know how to beat. They, they don't. Wait, we're favored. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Dan Campbell doesn't know the we're favored speech. He knows the underdog speech. I hope. I hope for Dan Campbell they win that game. Me too. Uh, here's an even better stat. My favorite stat of the week. Tua Tagovailoa is four and zero against Billy Belichick. Four and zero. Tua is Belichick's kryptonite. Does that count when Fitzpatrick was playing half the snaps? Half the snaps. He came in for two games, like one against the Raiders and another against another team that I can't remember. And you know what? Let's let's talk about something else. Tua came in and did a little cleanup job himself last year on the Ravens. So it's not all one sided. He came and in playing the Ravens this week. So how should yeah. we should how, we like the we like the Dolphins this week? Yeah, the Ravens scare the shit out of me. Okay. Here's a great stat. Maddie, you want to read this last stat? Dallas Cowboys are the only team in week one not to score a touchdown. Ah, got him. You made me read it. Wow. Got him. 
The Jets tried hard not to score a touchdown. I mean, I mean, we pulled out all the stops. Oh man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And that brings us to the dad zone. Welcome to the dad zone. This is where we give you tips to help you balance your babies and bets and be real about the things that are happening each week. It's not just about our sports bets. We've also got our families and kids to take care of, and we got a lot of things going on, including coaching sports on the weekend during our free time. Maddie Stats can tell us a little bit about what that's like. How are we doing, Maddie? I think we'll be chronicling my experience of coaching soccer with virtually no experience playing soccer throughout the season. Can't wait. Um, I am happy to report uh, we had a nine to three victory this week. Uh, I will tell you my team is stacked. I've got some absolute studs on the team. How many Uh, goals did Layla score? None. She Uh did let up three goals in goalie. But we that was mostly my fault. That's a coaching decision, yeah. That was mostly my fault. I put um, I put a butterfly catcher on defense <laughs> with her in goal. And that that's my own fault. I'm a parent. I got to protect my kid better. Uh, after the second goal happened, I took the best player, put it right on defense. There you go. Had, had to lock great, that in. Great coaching. Uh, just pr- how to protect your goalie. Uh, I got a little fired up when they weren't running back on defense after the second goal. Uh, There's a lot of yelling. Uh, But that's good. All of that went well, so the team is doing very well. Uh, Screaming like a lunatic. Also not very happy about the setup. They have the coaches and the team standing right in front of the parents. So, like, you sound like a lunatic running up and down the field yelling at your players on top of the parents. Not very happy about that. But my question for you guys this week is coaching attire. So we got team jerseys. It's like the Adidas blue. I don't know if you know that. I like bright that bright, bold blue. And they gave me a long sleeve black shirt that says coach. Obviously, I can't wear a long sleeve shirt in September. So uh, my wife or my daughter convinced my wife to find a matching Adidas t-shirt to the kids' jerseys. Yeah. So that I can match the team on Sunday. Is that move. a good move or is that try hard? I would that's, do it. That's a good move. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would think like are, are you wearing khaki shorts? Uh I am not wearing khaki thank, shorts. Thank God. All right. You've already passed what you're gonna want to wear gym shorts. Yeah. All right. They, typically gym shorts are like right. um what do you call them? The tech shorts that got that little like stretch yeah. to them that are like quasi dressy. I better not see you out there in khaki shorts, okay? Wait, you're I not mean, in a you're not in a suit. <laughs> this whole time, I'm like, picturing you yelling at the kids, moving moving the best player to sweeper, and you're in a suit the whole time, and you're and everything. <laughs> Mike Nolan, <laughs> gotta get the Tom Landry hat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not because I felt like. It seems pretty like loose in the league. And if I show up dressed in uniform with the kids, it might feel like I'm a little try hard. Oh, like no, you're it, coming it, in to dominate. It's definitely yeah. a intimidating factor yeah. against the other team. The other coach, I wouldn't be surprised if the following week he showed up and he had a matching shirt for his team. Listen, yeah. you, you play to win the game, okay? You're coming in there. 
you want to set the example that we're, we're this is a serious team, okay? We're not just going to dilly-dally around. And I'm going to be matching. And maybe maybe you get something where it's like not like a full blue. Maybe it's just like a little bit of blue. Maybe a stripe of blue or something like that, right? Oh, like, no, not, the not shirt's been ordered and it was delivered today. And it is a one-for-one. One. You put them next to each other. It looks like I'm wearing the same shirt as the kids. You're, in the, you're just, just waiting to get called in the game. You need coach to put you say, in. Like, somebody yeah. might pass me the ball. Yeah, you should probably maybe put like you have a cricket. You got one of those crickets. Maybe put coach on the back oh, or something. Yeah, that's cool. know, maybe so, add something. Joyce did offer to take it to the store and get it embroidered, but I said that that might be a bit too much. No, you got to do that. It's yeah, it's early in the season, and do it now. If yeah, you don't yeah. do it now, you know, his uniforms they'll, they'll switch them up next year. What? Let's talk about coaching attire for a second, though, right? So matching uniform. Not matching. I think we, that's actually a good enough poll to put on the page. We should post that one. I'm curious, what else is in the attire? Are you wearing a hat? Whistle? There's what no hat. Um, Joyce did buy me a whistle. But I don't know if the whistle's all right. Do you wear it? Um, I have not worn the whistle. So we had our first practice tonight, and I did not wear the whistle. But I kind of want to wear the whistle. The whistle's I, awesome. I absolutely... My son is a year or two away from this, but I will absolutely be wearing a whistle. I will be coaching, and yeah. I will be wearing a whistle, and I'll be blowing that whistle too. Listen, we're running a tight ship. I only got forty-five minutes of practice. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a little note card of planning out what you know drills I'm yeah. gonna do. Yeah. Bang to bang to bang. I mean, preparation is the key to success. It's another free one for you guys out there, so, right? Ooh. Wearing the whistle <laughs> and and using the whistle is two different things too. There are coaches that just wear the whistle. And there are coaches that actually use the whistle. But yeah. Matt, you've got to do it. You can't go halfway. If you implement it halfway through the year, now it's like, a, oh, shit, the whistle's a bad thing. Like, we're being punished when he blows the whistle. You need to work the whistle in now. So I think I actually do need the whistle. So last year, I coached girls. And girls are great. They just listen, and they're super attentive. And now I'm coaching boys, and it's a whole different game. Like, these kids are just doing all sorts of like, they just, nobody does what I say. It's, it's like, I'm unequipped to deal with boys the way I am. Like girls are just great to coach. Boys are like a whole different species. I don't even understand why there's boys and girls on the field together. They're different sizes. It's a whole thing, but I can't manage the, like these kids are just different. What a great it's girl. Listeners. I need listeners and they're not. Listeners. I need listeners. Yeah. We all need listeners. All right. That's not how it works. Yeah. Well, when I think of like dad's coaching, there's like a, a few essential things to the attire, right? So you've got your hat. Sunglasses, I think is really important, but you can't be wearing the sunglasses. I think you got to have the sunglasses like on the hat, right? I mean, or is that just a baseball thing? I put the, I had the sunglasses on all day and then... I think I might not wear them next week for practice because I felt like I wasn't as en like as engaging without the eyes for the kids because they're oh, like yeah. full reflective. It's more of like a look, like you put yeah, like re super reflective, but like put them on the hat, right? Not on the eyes. I'm not going sunglasses, but continue. No sunglasses. Okay. All eye right. Contact. Well, eye contact. Yeah. So you need the belt, typically khakis. If you're not going with the, you're gonna wear. I mean, what is your gym question. shorts? Where are you gonna? I'm out of. Amato, okay. you wear khakis when you coached football. Well, football, it's cold football. I was wearing jeans. All right, fair. Yeah. I but just think, here, here's my thing. I just think there's 10 guys, 12 guys standing out there. 
They're all in khaki shorts and a three button down shirt, you know, college shirt. Yeah. And I'm not going to be that guy, that dad. I'm just not going to do it. I definitely had the tucked in matching polo to the team's uniform and yeah. the whistle over the neck. And yeah. I used it often. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the whistle, Matt. I think it's a strong strategy. I, I agree. I agree completely. Usually, do you, think, coach, do you think the boys would respond better to the whistle? Yeah, because you just call them over, they come. I think you need the whistle for the boy. That's the, the missing whistle. piece. Yeah, set it up early. Uh, don't wait too long. Also, the cooler as a coach, are you, do you bring anything to the practice? Like oranges or water? Uh, like you know, I did bring cereal bars for after the game, and I brought some Gatorades. Uh, but I did con that off on one of the moms for this week. Or actually, she volunteered, so I didn't really count it off. But the plan it's, was... It's fair. I don't I'm want to deal with that. I'm looking forward to that. Like, is there like... You get a schedule, right? Of like when you need to like be working at like the... Snack bar. The halftime snack bar or mm-hmm. like what you need to do. Are you guys organized with that? No, no, there's like... I feel it's pretty, pretty basic. I was pretty disappointed actually. When I pulled up, they like next level up. They play on the high school field which is like an NFL turf. It's got, you know how the NFL turf has that like little black stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like the high school in this town has that. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be awesome to play on the turf. And then they just put us on like a dirt field in the back. When there was dust, you got to work your way up to it, Matt. Yeah. I'm looking for the day where I'm working the snack bar, at like the, you know, homecoming game. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody, I'm not. Choose a ring pop and some cheese fries. Yeah, that does not get me excited at all. You got to miss the game. Well, that's fine. I mean, I'm there. I'm you know, you engage with the kids, you get to know everybody, get to meet the other parents. Hey, Billy, come over here. How you doing in school? Yeah, how's your brother? You doing better in math? I know your dad was telling me math wasn't going too well. You doing all right? Here, take a hot dog. You want ketchup or mustard on this? You just got to, the New York came out of you so quickly. Uh. <laughs> All right. So look, it sounds like I'm going with the blue shirt. I'm going with the whistle. And embroidered? I don't know if I can get it embroidered by Saturday. And I feel like if I show up and it's not embroidered, I can't get can't. it embroidered the week. Agreed. No, Agreed. No. It's either now, now or never. Yeah, which is yeah. Kind of how I feel about the glasses too, but you guys aren't a fan of the glasses. And the sunglasses behind the hat is like a. I mean, I'm gonna wear sunglasses anyway. Like I have to. It's like you're in direct sun. You need them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let us know next week. I want to hear about the whistle. I want to see if it was effective with the boys. And as always, you can expect from us. We're gonna give you the bets that you need to win your sports bets this weekend, and we're gonna give you the tips to balance babies and bets, and you know how to be a good dad over the weekend. And Maddie, keep us posted on how things are going. That's wraps up week two for us. Whether you follow or fade, we hope you make some cash. We'll see you next week.